Welcome to the We Are VIP podcast. Each week, your host, Casey Haston, Director of Recruiting at VIP, will bring you valuable insights from thought leaders, introduce you to incredible companies, and bring you tips for landing your dream job from our team of executive recruiters at VIP. And now, Casey Haston. Welcome to the We Are VIP podcast, a podcast devoted to adding value to your career or candidate search, brought to you by VIP. I'm your host, Casey Haston. I'm an executive recruiter, director of recruiting with VIP, and your all-around hiring guru. And it is my pleasure each week to bring you some amazing people to pour into your lives and to help you as you are looking to, you know, find alignment with your career or just even just find happiness in the career that you're currently in. So today is no different. I have a fabulous guest joining me today. And so I'd like to welcome Jesse Cruz, author, speaker, and founder of Merge Worldwide. Jesse wrote this, wrote, he's the author of the book, Losing Faith and Finding Hope, which this is so interesting to me. He wrote with his two daughters. His passion is enabling people to move past lost loss. And I know that we've all experienced loss in our life in some form or fashion, but he, he wants to help people find that hope and achieve their objectives. So today on the show, welcome, Jesse. Thank you for having me. Well, this is really exciting and I'm going to put you on the spot because one of the first questions I like to ask is how did we get connected? Well, we got connected to the wonderful world of social media. I believe Facebook was our first interaction. So it's interesting to see how people can just connect. That's the power of being on social media right there. Absolutely. And we did get connected on Facebook, but I think we got connected because of a mutual connection in Suzanne Castle. Correct. Yeah. Were you on her podcast? Me and her, we we connected uh, on Facebook as well. And we just had a, a nice long conversation. And she's like, I have someone that I know that you have to meet. The two are both amazing. And I'm going to make an introduction. And I was like, okay, sounds she good. <laughs> she's really good at that. And she is so good at empowering people. And she has that ability to make those connections when she feels like two people should meet. And I think that's that's a gift. Not everybody knows how to do that and to make those connections when it makes sense. And sometimes you just got to trust your intuition when you make those introductions. And for us, I believe that was... And, and not everything we'll go into on this show, but there there was a strong reason for the two of us to have met, for sure. Mm -hmm. Most definitely. So, well, so Jesse, tell me a little bit about yourself and your journey as an author, speaker, and founder. What led me to where I'm at is I knew that I was called to share my story, and I was so excited for the opportunity to make that happen. I hired a coach, changed my life. It was the first time I ever invested in myself. So it was very scary investing several thousands of dollars before I invested like zero. So there was no investment at all in myself and my personal development. We're going that coach. It changed my life, the education, the support, the encouragement. And going through that process, I realized that I had ran out of the money to continue paying my coach, which I was like, oh my gosh, this is terrible. I'm going to have to call my coach, tell him that I'm going to quit on my dream of sharing my story because I quite literally could not afford it. And I was like, well, before I do that, let me go home, talk to my wife first, because that's going to be a much more difficult conversation for me to handle. I drive home, 
I said, hey, Des, we got to sit down and talk. And as we're talking, I said, look, you know how it's my dream to share my story all over the world? She's like, yes, Jesse, I know. I said, well, you know how we've invested several thousands of dollars into this coach? She's like, yes, Jesse, I know. And I said, well, if you look in our bank account right now, you will see that we can't go to the gas station. We can't go to the grocery store. We have zero dollars. And I'm sorry, but we are dead broke right now. And when I said that, I saw the look of complete disappointment on her face. And then I let her know. I said, also, today I'm going to have to quit on my dream. Mm. And I'm sorry. And when I said that, I felt the disappointment in myself. And I felt complete embarrassment and also felt like a hypocrite because I've always told my wife and my children to go after your dreams and to never give up on them. And here I was quitting on my dream literally right then and there. And when I said that, I just dropped my head and I started crying. And my wife, who is known to be a talker, had no words. That was like the first time I ever saw her speechless. And as I'm at the table crying for a while, I think she just had to gather herself for a moment. And she finally speaks up and says, you know what, Jesse? I'm not going to let you give up on your dream. We're going to find a way to make it work. We'll find a way to get the money. We'll make the time. We'll get the network of people to make sure that this happens. And when she said that, I stopped crying. I wiped the tears from my eyes and I said, you know what? You're right. We're going to figure it out. And we got the money made the time, got the right people in our lives, and got the story shared out. And now what I love to do is I get the opportunity to coach entrepreneurs on how to share their story effectively from stage, help them to be seen, heard, and understood through the power of sharing their story. And I love creating those experiences through our masterminds and live events for them because I know that people want to be seen, heard, and understood. And it's about creating that experience for people to change their lives quite literally through sharing their story. Yeah. And, you know, and I love what you said, because I think that there's many little nuggets in what you just said. And the thank you for being so vulnerable with us about that, because, you know, a lot of people would be embarrassed to say, you know, I had to tell my wife we're dead broke and then ask her that if I could, you know, keep doing what I was doing, which and it doesn't sound like you had to ask her. It sounds like she supported you. And it's important to surround yourself with those type of people that not only want to walk beside you, but support your dream so wholeheartedly that they don't want to see you fail. Yeah, I think support is key for no matter what industry in, no matter what profession, it, you got to have the right people in your life. You know, I believe when you get the right people mm -hmm. in in your life, the right opportunities can happen. Absolutely, and so. Tell me a little bit. So was, is that, when, when was Merge Worldwide formed? Was it before that moment or after that moment? It was after that moment. Okay. It, it was definitely after that moment. Um, and it was so interesting enough because it started off originally, you know, writing books, which turned into people wanted me to speak. I didn't have, I didn't have the aspiration to ever speak. Uh, people were asking me to speak. I'm like, all right, I guess I got to speak now because I have a book. Now people are asking me to speak, so I guess I'm going to speak. Okay, cool. And then the speaking, people were like, well, would you help me craft my story? I said, yeah. And then during COVID, when the world was shut down, 
I was telling my wife, I said, I have a great idea that can add to our business. She's like, well, what's that? And I'm like, I think we should start doing in-person live events. And she looks at me like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, we're literally in the middle of COVID. You can't even do one. I was like, well, they just opened some of the restaurants and I bet you if we could just invite like six to eight people at a restaurant and social distance. And, you know, if we got to do the masking, that's fine. But if we just invite some people to a restaurant, sit down at a dinner table, we'll like talk business and stuff and see what happens. And she's just like shaking her head at me. She's like, there's something wrong with you. I'm like, yeah, I know, but I think it's going to work. And so that we literally, the worst time in human history to start doing in-person events, that's what we started. And it's been working ever since. That is crazy. I did not know that. We didn't talk about that in our original conversation. And, and you're right. I mean, and probably at that time, where, where, where do you live, Jesse? Uh, I live in New York State. Oh, wow. So yeah, you had like double whammies there. So like Texas, we were <laughs> exactly. like, COVID what? You know? <laughs> we were the most, one of the most locked down places in the nation. Yeah. And I was telling this to my wife and she was just like, I just don't understand. And I'm like, it's all going to work out. Just trust me. <laughs> she truly is supportive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she really is. Talk to me a little bit about Merge Worldwide. What's the mission? The mission is to impact 1 billion people through storytelling. I believe that a world that shares their story is a world that's healed. Uh, but it's creating those environments for people to have a place where they can feel loved and accepted for who they are. And what they've experienced and what they've gone through is not something that's holding them back. It's actually the thing that's going to propel them forward. And so we make sure that we create events around experiences for people who can share that story freely. So tell me a little bit, like when you talk about creating those experiences, what does that look like for people? What do you do with them? Yeah, so it's a variety of different things. Um, but we do speaker competitions, mm -hmm. which is we have uh, people come together in the room and they get to take the stage multiple times. Um, that's a different level from, I've been to a lot of events, but this that style of event has a lot of vulnerability, a lot of authentic people in that room. Uh, feels like a family very quickly, which I love. And then we have our retreats as well, more intimate setting. And we talk about things that we can work on in our personal and professional lives. And it's just really about creating trust for people. You know, I think to me, that's the foundation of a healthy relationship that is built upon trust. And then that trust can lead to the vulnerability of people sharing, which then leads to the growth and the healing. Well, and let's talk about that for a second, because I know you like to, you, you have a passion for teaching people how to tell their stories, but you also um, have a passion for enabling people to move past loss and achieve their objectives. So how did you, if you don't mind sharing, personally arrive at this point and adopt this mindset? Can you rephrase your question? I want to make sure I understand. So you have experienced personal loss which in the, that was the book was based on that, that you wrote with your daughters. So how do you use that to help others move past loss? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, what I've noticed, especially for men, men typically aren't as open and vulnerable from what I've seen as women. And I've been kind of vulnerable to the point where it's like maybe over the top sometimes with people. Uh, but I feel like, once I'm able to share openly about the losses that I've suffered from people in my family that have hurt me deeply and, and write a book about it and give a day-by-day -day account of 
losing one of the people that means the most in my life and then sharing it publicly to the world. What that did was first to help me heal, to help my family heal and the people reading it. And then it gives permission to people that their story matters and their story needs to be heard. And someone has to be the one that's vulnerable enough. I call it be strong enough to be weak. And that's what vulnerability is to me. And once you give yourself permission to do that, you empower everybody else. And so I believe that one of the keystone habits of changing your life is to continuously grow in your level of vulnerability. Yeah, and that's hard for a lot of people. I know like even for me, I don't want people to see me when I'm vulnerable a lot of times. And so I have to really make a conscious effort to put that real Casey out there and be vulnerable. So tell me a little bit while we're still on the subject, um, can you tell us a little bit about the book that you wrote with your daughters, Losing Faith and Finding Hope? Yeah, so it's it's a couple of things. So losing, so it's two books, right? So Losing Faith, Finding Hope is a book that I wrote. And then I wrote a book with my daughters right after that called Where Did My Love Go? And af because our family experienced such a tremendous loss, I was writing a children's book because I was like, you know what? Children have significant losses too but they don't maybe have a resource that they can pick up a book and read about how to process that and how adults can talk to them about that. And I started the writing process and I was like, you know, let me see if my daughters, Haley and Mariah, want to be a part of this and ask them for their input because they went through a loss with us too. And I asked them about it and they said, yeah, dad, we'll do it. So, you know, they had a, they typed up a few of their, their ideas of what loss means to them and how they went through it. And so we just put it all together and made the book because a lot of times adults don't have that conversation with children. And if they do have that conversation with children, it's already after somebody has passed mm. and the emotions are flying so high. They don't have the language or the understanding or education, how to have these conversations with kids. And so this book is a way for children and adults to have a dialogue about losing someone that you love. And again, I go back to the fact that, you know, so many of us, we've, all of us have experienced that in our life and maybe not at the same level, because if I remember correctly, the faith was your daughter. Correct. Yeah. So my daughter, Faith, she was born prematurely. So when she was born, she was only one pound because she was four months early. She could quite literally fit in the palm of my hand. And every single day in the hospital, we never knew what would happen moment by moment. I would watch her literally flatline and then come back to life flatline come back to life and then 42 days of that pattern she finally flatlined for the final time and we left that hospital obviously brokenhearted devastated and wondering what we're going to do next with our lives because our hearts were quite literally ripped out of our chest when she passed away well being the mom of a premature child as well, I can, I certainly know exactly what you went through in the NICU and, you know, having to question every moment when you walk in and you hear those alarms are like, is that my baby? You know, because I don't, I'm not sure how many babies were in your NICU, but there were, there were probably about 20 in ours. And so it was like, you walk in, you hear those alarms and you're like, oh my God, is that mine? You know? So, and, and I am so sorry for your loss. So what strategies moving past that 
in in you know in 42 days thank goodness you had 42 days with her right 42 days it can never be taken away from me yeah so what strategies do you employ to assist people now having gone through that to overcome those setbacks and keep persevering i think it's the, the first connection point a lot of times i believe people feel when they've suffered a hardship a significant challenge some sort of trauma they believe that they're the only ones that ever went through it and that's why vulnerability is key because it's being real enough with people to let them know that they're not alone that they're not the only one and then also it's having the the network and supports and resources to point them to other people who've experienced something similar that they can lean on and trust and share their feelings and share what they're going through because when you're unable to share i believe you're also unable to heal that that is so true um and you know I know I, I experienced a pretty significant loss in my life as well, and it wasn't until um, I processed it, and I processed it through a national organization at, by participating and donating my time to one of their events that I was able to start the chapter on healing by being around people who had gone through the same experience as me, and it was very much, it's so much easier to talk about it today than it was when it first happened, but I think what you just said is just spot on for helping people. So, so let's move to something a little bit more um, light. So you're hosting a legacy retreat in Italy coming up at the end of June. And how come you didn't tell me about this before? So can you tell us a little bit about this? Yeah, well, it was, it was my wife's dream since she was a little girl to always go to Italy and because we spend time in our business trying to create experiences for people that quite literally make their dreams come true I was like well if we're going to be doing these things for other people we need to do it in our own home so booked a trip to Italy told my wife we're going to Italy you know what I mean and and my girls and so it took them to Italy last year we saw most of the country from top to bottom we saw all over the place and tremendous life-changing experience and then we left shortly after and i looked at her you know my crazy ideas and she just rolls with it at this point i just i just say crazy stuff and i was like well what if we went back and then we just brought some incredible entrepreneurs here and host a retreat and she's like all the way internationally all these people what if they don't have pass i'm like it's gonna be fine <laughs> it's gonna work out it's gonna be okay and so you know, now we're here <laughs> and it's just, and end of June, we're almost here. So what can someone expect from going to this retreat? What are you going to do? Absolutely. So I, I focus on the three C's of this retreat. Um, the first is the importance of creating. I see a lot of entrepreneurs, they want to expand their business. They have a million ideas. Well, it's getting clear on what ideas that you're going to implement. And so it's creating something that's not only going to grow your business, but also grow in your personal life and to create something that's going to outlive you, whatever that idea may be, but it's creating that environment for people to come together, brainstorm, which leads to the next thing, which is collaboration. Because anytime that I believe when someone has a dream, they got to have a team and it's having like-minded people who are around you, who can support you, who you can 
not only be challenged by, but challenge, and then also support, listen, and learn from each other. And it's having that community setting, and which is the last part, which is the connection. It's really building meaningful, forever friendships with people who not only can support you in your business, but can support you in your personal lives. Because I believe everything comes back to relationships. So it's focusing on those three key areas. And then the icing on the cake is we're on the Amalfi Coast, which is probably one of the most beautiful places on the planet overlooking the Mediterranean Sea. Do you have at least one spot left? Three, as Three? of right now. Okay. As of right now. I may have to chat with you. I have to go expedite sure. my passport. I let it expire. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know. It's, it's okay. There's time. When you expedite mistake. it, it's quick. <laughs> so, all right. So if you could give only one piece of advice, what would it be? As far as what, just anything in general? Just anything in general. If you only were limited to one piece of advice that you could give to someone, what would it be? I would say one of the most important things is to learn about your gift. Because mm. I think until you learn about what your gift is, you're going to be in a treasure hunt your entire life. And once you understand that your gift is the treasure and you are a treasure once you have an abundance of riches in your heart and in your spirit you're going to want to give it away and once you give it away you will receive more riches than you could ever imagine you know i have never heard it put quite like that that was beautiful thank you i love that i'm going on a treasure hunt actually i think i've already found my treasure but <laughs> but i love the way you put that okay all right, well, so we are almost out of time, so I want to get to our VIP questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. So if you were chosen to be one of the first colonists on Mars, what three things or people would you take with you? Well, people, most definitely my wife, Desiree, my daughters, Haley and Mariah. Obviously, those would be the three people I'll have with me. That seems like a pretty easy decision for you. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I love that. Okay. So I sometimes if... question if she would bring me though. Um, but oh. I know I would bring my wife. <laughs> I'm just I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I was a Is joke. she gonna say yes when you ask her to go? That's the next question. Uh, exactly. <laughs> her and the exactly. girls might be like, uh -uh. my crazy ideas. <laughs> that, that's too far out there, Dad. <laughs> so what is one thing you do each morning to set your day up for success? Read scripture. I like to understand because I believe that I am a masterpiece, therefore I'm a piece of the master. And I like to learn how I was created and who I was created by. And the more clear I can understand that connection, the more I can understand how I can serve and reach the people around me. Mm. Good words right there. All right, my final question, well, my final VIP question for you. If your life's work was being summarized in a news article, what would the headline be? Your story matters. Simple and to the point. I love it. How do people find you, get in touch with you if they want to learn more about what you're doing, your retreats that you have? What's the best way to reach you? It's literally social media. So Facebook is the best way to connect with me, um, Jesse Cruz, or Instagram, Jesse Cruz Speaks. Two of the simplest ways to DM me. I always respond. I always get back to people. I'll make time. That is so awesome.
Jesse, thank you so much for being here with us today. I have really enjoyed having this conversation with you and our first conversation. So stay in touch. But for now, you are a VIP. And that's a wrap for today. Join us next week here on the We Are VIP podcast. We'd love to know how we can help you be a VIP. To find out more, log on to wearevip.com.